Welcome to the F1P1 Podcast. Uh, we are here for another week after the Italian Grand Prix, Monza, one of the greatest tracks there is out there. I'm uh, joined today by Mr. Hutto across the mic. Um, say hello, Hutto. Hello. How, how are we? What? We coming across what? good here? We're good. We're good. What'd you think of this race this week? Huh? When you, exciting, boring, <laughs> in between. Well, I uh, I've got some thoughts on that. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't think it was the uh, the greatest race uh, this week. No, I, I don't. Um, kind of like I don't know. I, Cowboys game, I guess. Kind of, kind of like. I feel like the. Uh, we blew our load on on Saturday, our sports load on Saturday because oh, we did College every game through every game that you any game that you could have picked on Saturday was absolutely fantastic. And then on Sunday we have the Italian GP, and then we have the Cowboys game, and they were both so shitty that it was incredible. So, um, well, That's in my opinion, little start for sure. I yeah. mean, yeah. So anyway, look. A week like that gives us a lot to talk about. I'll tell you what. That it does. That it does. Uh, You know, this is just a pretty simple (laughs) show by two P1s of DFW's The Ticket Sports Radio Station. Greatest radio station to exist, uh, in in our humble opinion. Uh, And that's why we're called uh, P1s. uh, It is the first setting on our radio in the car and that's what makes you a p1 of course it takes p1 to be one and that's why hutto's here that's, um it's true. and so it's accurate we like to talk about sports in general this show is about f1 but adds in a lot of the ticket type of things the ticket doesn't talk much about f1 so we thought hell we'll talk about we'll talk the ticket about it. and hey F1, you're just you're a touch that's what we really like. you're a touch hot over there carl just oh, a touch. I just want to make <laughs> it good. I haven't been told that since college. I, well, I just well, no, no, he's fast as lightning. I just want to make this an enjoyable experience for the uh, maybe Everybody. for our wives that will actually listen to this because nobody else will, but our wives will, and we want to make it an yeah. enjoyable experience because you're you're perfect now. Okay. Well, thank you. I haven't been told that either in a long time. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. Well, so uh, yeah, Monza. Honestly, it, it, this track is fantastic. It's it's one of the best. Has great straights. Has some of the best turns. Mm. Love love how uh, how it ends with the bank. And uh, I mean honestly, it's a great track. And to play it on the F1 game on Xbox, PC, or something, give you a good idea of how much fun this track is. But with that said, it wasn't that fun of a race. No. Um, number one, tons of penalties. Uh, engine penalties and and what have you on the starting grid. So qualifying was kind of pointless in some sense because it didn't reflect anything to the starting grid. Um, But we had a newcomer because Alex Albon was out due to appendicitis. And so Nick DeVries comes in and and races. And qualifying, uh, P8, pretty good for Williams. Absolutely fantastic. First first big f1 race he he drove really good it was it was actually i thought it was fun and wholesome to have somebody new out there i think it's a little scary for um albon he doesn't come with the money 
like Latifi does. So he has to drive good, and that's a little pressure on him um, because DeVries made that Williams look like an okay car this weekend. Yeah. Well, I think I think the, the track in general um, made Williams look like an okay car this weekend for that's some true. reason. For some reason. I don't, I don't know why that particular track, which – um, I don't know when you want to get into hot track opinions um, because I've got some of those as well on uh, that being that great of a track. Uh, and, and, and it's not, well, e- it's not even that, but that's not what we're talking about right now. No, we'll, I think we'll it is. That's that. me. As a Mercedes fan, it doesn't surprise me that you complain about Monza and Spa. Okay. But, um, All right, here we go. But no, I do understand it. Uh, I don't understand why Mercedes shaved down their... Uh, their DRS wing to nothing. Look like one of those guys that ain't got no teeth left. You know what I mean? Weird looking. We got we got Red Bull with a huge back wing and seems to be doing all right. <laughs> yes, me. Uh, to kind of just they did give a pretty, little pretty good. To give a little uh, recap, we had Charles Leclerc on pole, and uh, we had a. Max Verstappen starting P2 and a Carlos Sainz starting P3. Uh, Lewis and George in the Mercedes, they came out fifth and sixth for qualifying. Um, and then, uh, and, and then that all got it a little didn't messed mean up. Didn't mean anything, yeah. Didn't mean anything because the starting grid starts as uh, Charles Leclerc on pole, no penalties. But then the rest of it's all messed up. We went George Russell, Lando, Danny Rick, Pierre Gasly, Fernando, then Max in seven, starting seven. Um, Max won the race, imagine that. And what was also not real surprising is that before the first lap was over, he was already moved up four positions. He, um, <laughs> Lando it's got incredible. one of the worst starts I've ever seen in Formula One, honestly, like he missed his gear. And uh, Fernando came right around him. And I mean, everybody, then Max, you know, there's a little mess and Max just went from seven to three in no time, which actually literally before the first turn. That's a good point. Actually, I think they, I think Crofty even had mentioned that. I don't know if McLaren has, uh, uh, clarified that <laughs> or not, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I actually, I think you're 100 percent right. I think Norris. I think I think Lando just missed a gear, man. He just he just missed it. It was his it, just a bad move, you know. Listen, listen. If we've made you one of on those, that. we've made plenty. Oh, you hop on that F1 game. The hardest thing you'll try is uh, just start off. My lands, it's hard. It feels like you got. About three granny gears in front of fourth, and you're sliding all over the road until then. <laughs> so the 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 their highest skill, I think, about is like me on a Saturday night. That's right. <laughs> That's kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, drinking yeah, and driving no. is not a funny topic, and no, no. don't condone mm-hmm. it. That's just a joke. Those jokes. But it did look like he'd had a little drink. <laughs> Hell, he'd had a couple. <laughs> Hell, he had a. Uh, he had a couple, few Chardonnays, whatever. Yeah, what of it? Uh, we had, you know, not as much for our goofiness, but a little bit. I mean, I, I give my hot take on uh, go ahead and pit and Charles Leclerc on the safety car. Uh, 
after you know he'd had new tires what 12 laps ago or something i, I don't strange. know didn't really make a ton of sense to me it's a little strange uh, they I, I would agree i i understand their point that they weren't going to gain a position um that max was still going to be ahead i do understand that but instead they chose to be 19 seconds behind him instead of three that i don't understand i don't because the tires were totally fine either. well and i think i, I think that kind of goes along with uh with Hambone as well, because uh, Lewis Hamilton as well, because I mean he had just what he pitted eight laps before, ten laps before, and and it, on yeah. on softs, and it came in for a for a new set of softs. It seems like yeah, they might have just been getting warmed up by the time that they uh, told him bucks bucks. Yeah, you know, and I mean, they're softs, so they're going to warm up quick. But, uh, and maybe new softs are better. I, man, I, I don't really understand that. I think it's more of a mentality from Mercedes and from Ferrari that is, look, Max is going to be faster, period. It doesn't yeah. matter. We may as well put on some new tires. Drives a little better with new tires. Let's do that. And I really think you can, at this point in the season, you can really feel that give up. Max has won this. Let's try some things. Let's do this. Let's do that. If anything, gather data for next year. And uh, sure. I think we're seeing a little bit of that, and I don't love it. I mean, I think the Aston Martin double retirement is weird. You know what I mean? I understand one of the cars couldn't go on, but the other one, boy, they just made the call on that, bringing the car in. Um, and maybe they saw something that we didn't see. I'm, I'm sure that's the case. They aren't going to throw in the towel for nothing. Um but, you know, man, I don't know. It, it was a little bit of a, a boring race. Uh, a little bit. Listen, it was a little bit. We had, uh, this is our three position winners here. Max Verstappen at the top. Charles Leclerc in P2. And George Russell in P3. And uh, I think we've seen this combo on the stage <laughs> almost a week ago what? in just a little bit different order. Once or twice, yeah, this year it seems like, you know, only difference is I think, just uh, switch out, switch out uh, George Russell for uh, for Lewis Hamilton, and and uh, you got Maxi Fads up there at the top, and then you know Ferrari maybe somewhere in there on the podium if they don't fuck it up, and then uh, Mercedes is somewhere there as well, and that's that's just kind of how the season has gone. Oh, it is, man. And I think that, you know, speaking of Ferrari, uh, man, signs, I think, blew everybody away. Started P18, Absolutely, ends P4. Absolutely. And his car was fast, and he was driving good, Clark. I tell you what. Um, <laughs> I mean, he really was. He had – he he looked like Max passing everybody. Like, the, the gates just opened, the cars parted, and there he went. Um, he, he he drove really, really well, especially starting with such penalties, um, being at P18. Uh, and I tell you what, if he wasn't penalized, that, that old boy may have won that race because he was driving Monza real good. And I think that we saw a couple holes in Red Bull, you know. And I think that Sergio coming in six, yeah. he didn't really have any big mistakes. I mean, I, I think that in a lot of ways it shows driving – 
And he, Max is a great driver. I mean, oh, he's, what it he's, is. yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, he is, he's an incredible driver and in an, in an incredible car. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't take that away from him. He, he is, he is both of those. He is a great driver and he has a great car and Red Bull right now is, is a great team and Christian's a, a great team principal. I, I don't, and I think that they have, um, Above all else, really, they have the greatest strategy going into the race. Yeah, I mean, I think they beat Toto, you know, even on strategy. And uh, they're just they're, – they got it going on this year, you know. You they, know and I will say it helps to, to – it helps as far as stri- trying to build a strategy if you know your car really well and you know the well, tire you know you're gonna win isn't going to be great. Yeah. You know, you're going to win regardless. Yeah, it makes it a little bit. No, but it is true. You can tell that Toto or, you know, anyone else, uh, Mattia, all those guys, yeah. their their concentration is trying to get their car on the same level as Red Bull. Whereas Red Bull isn't worrying about that. They're worrying about strategy. And so really you can tell it. it right now. Nah, it comes off as there's one team that has strategy and the rest don't. Yeah, it's true. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the the one uh, kink in the armor, if you will, of uh, Red Bull was uh, it's not great to have your brakes on fire. That's not great. No, no. although they got through that, no problem. I mean, what what happened to that? Like Crofty, nobody really mentioned it after. I guess it just went away. I, 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 don't. I mean, look when you're when you put two hundred miles an hour wind on a fire, doesn't really last long. Um, but it still does surprise me. I think that the last comment that Crofty gave on it was the fact that, you know, that'll burn through wires or hydraulic hoses and stuff like that. Yeah, and then you got carbon a huge problem. Fiber. Yeah. I mean, man, I, you know, it, it was straight up on fire. I mean, it was that left <laughs> right tire flames just, coming out of it. Well, and then what was interesting is like when he, uh, when he came into, uh, came into the pit, when, Checo came into the pit after that, and they were inspecting like the rim and the tire and whatnot. <laughs> like, yeah, this some bitch is burnt, boys. Uh, uh, this is some melted rubber. Jeez. No, no, we had four uh, four DNFs. Danny Rick. Yeah, uh, God, that's another topic we need to get into because that was that was very. Very disheartening for him because man, he was running a good race, the best this year. Been, the best this year. It would have been him. his best race this year. That's right, yeah, man. And it, I mean, he just lost his engine. Lap forty-five, Lance Stroll goes out. Lap thirty-nine, Fernando out. Lap thirty-one, and Sebastian Vettel out early at lap ten. Um, yeah, obviously, Aston Martin with a double DNF. Bad day. <laughs> Bad, bad day. Bad. Um, so was that on uh, smart? Was that was that? Were they both uh, power unit issues? I think they were power unit I, I issues. That, which they're running a Mercedes engine, right? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Um, you know, wait, wait. which I, I've got to say on Sebastian Vettel, I love Vettel. I really do. One of my favorite drivers. And me I up. hate to. I hate on his last season uh, to really even say much negative about him because he's brought so much to the sport in general. 
But I can't help but notice that after he announced retirement, that something has changed. I mean, he's been bottom five every race, and it, it really feels like there's a lot of, I don't care. And I understand that. Hell, we've all quit jobs and then had to, you know, finish the last two weeks and had zero motivation. And so I somewhat understand that. Uh, I guess I wouldn't expect it from an F1 racer when you're one of 20 elite drivers you think you'd go full blast and maybe he is and maybe the car sucks and maybe just having issues but boy it feels i uh, have you had that perspective at all or no, no absolutely man i i feel like I, it's it's such a it's such a strange strange sport to where and i think if we we frame it in a way of say um all right so let, so let's say nfl all right so uh, let's say Tom Brady, all right, playing for the Bucks last night and mid-season, or let's say like, yeah, four games left in the season. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Seattle next year, so I'm not gonna be here. So they're letting me go. That's the end of my contract. I'm going to Seattle, and that's just it. And then you, like, is he gonna play his best? When his whole team knows, and by by his team, I mean like his, you know the the uh, the offensive line and his running backs and his wide receivers, blah blah blah, on the football stance. But in on Danny Rick's stance, you know, the, like the his pit crew, his his garage, all that shit, and you so mean yeah, and Vettel as well, and so. Well, does, Danny Rick. Do they really care? <laughs> do they really care? And I mean, if it was me, like like you just said, if it was you or I, would I really care? No, I'm just trying to get no. through this year, through the season, be done with it. Exactly, be done with this. Let's move on to next year. Let's look to next year. Let's try to let's get this paycheck. Let's go hang out with Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell and just you know live the rock star, rock star lifestyle and. uh Let's get that. Well, out of I here. will say this. I, I think you need to back up a little bit in the fact that we we're talking about Vettel and and unfortunately we do talk like this about Danny Rick, even though he has not announced any sorts of retirement nor oh, I don't think that F1 he's going to I don't think that he's going to I know. I'm I don't think he's driving next year though. I'll I don't be know honest, who I think he's gonna drive for. right. That's as I agree with you. And I don't see him going to F two or you know, anything like that. Maybe Indy. But uh or maybe maybe is, they kick out uh, maybe Williams grows some balls and kicks out Latifi and has uh, Danny Rick and the uh, DeVries uh, race because <laughs> that would be a pretty damn good little uh, team you got there, bud. Well, unfortunately, they would need to grow more than balls. They would need to grow a tree <laughs> that makes money um, because that's what Latifi doesn't bring the balls. He brings the money. <laughs> well, his parents bring the money. <laughs> Oh, Lawrence. Oh, Larry Lawrence Stroll. Oh, um, God, it's so frustrating. Speaking of, speaking of. Oh, that's Stroll. My bad. I was thinking Stroll. Oh, we're talking about Latifi. Speaking of Latifis, did you see that uh, <laughs> he's ranked 21st uh, since DeVries uh, actually scored points this week? He's ranked uh, I did. I 21st in a, 20, in a 20 driver championship. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is only only one driver that has <sighs> not had a single point. Terrible. It's terrible. God, that guy's. And he's good. I mean, he's he's a good driver. He's he'd be great at F three, or maybe maybe F two. He'd probably be middle of the pack F two. He's not an elite of twenty people in this world who can drive, who can even get an F one car around the track. He's not one of those. There's nineteen no. guys that can do it. He is not the last guy that can do it. He's not the twentieth guy. No, and I think uh, Nick, but God Nick DeVries and I don't, shows that. And I, right? no disrespect. No disrespect. The first, the first time they bring a guy in, you know, he beats him. <laughs> Says something, man. Oh, God. I mean, when he when he laid down in bed last night and, you know, he he said his, his goodnight prayers and, and he was going to sleep. I'd love you. God, I'd love you. I just wonder... If he was thinking, boy, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? Or if he just thinks, well, hey, we'll get them, we'll get them next race. I mean, like there's, there's only so many tracks you can run, so many races you can be a part of before you start to think, you know, maybe I'm not cut out for this like I thought I was. I mean, you're right. Even the rich guy that can afford to do it at some point is like, well, this is no fun. I'm in last place all the time. Every time. if Well, if I finish. If he finishes. That's right. Which, man, I don't know. I get it, though. Unfortunately, they have made it to where it requires money. And um, big money. Lots of money. I think with the with the cap in place, you know, I think that that could start to bring that down. I think with the, you know, American audience growing every day and the worldwide audience growing every day that I think we could start to see some different teams. I think similar to the Saudis being interested in golf. Um, I think that uh, they may at one point show interest in this and sure. hell they've, they've got some, tracks now you know they got uh dubai's not saudi arabia i get it but we are racing saudi arabia next year um and uh they don't watch the flintstones in saudi arabia no but in abu dhabi they do (laughs) it's a small joke abu dhabi do (laughs) um (laughs) it's a good joke. joke it's a good joke but, you know, I mean, I think that there is a chance to, to have bigger money come in here. I really don't understand why there is still a Haas or Williams team, to be honest with you. I really don't. I don't understand why, you know. Boy, can Why uh, would you not, as an Audi, as a Porsche, and I understand well, Porsche just got knocked out and Audi's supposed to come what, in. But What happened with that deal on the Porsche deal? And, and Red Dude, Bull. Dude, from what I read, it's pretty simple. It's that Porsche came in like, ha ha, we're the ones that build cars. We're going to come here. We're going to take this thing over and, and win every year. And uh, we're demanding 50% of the team in order to get us in. And I think Red Bull kind of looked at it uh, after a while and was like, wait a minute. We're already the best. What the- wait a minute. Yeah. We're already got the best driver. 
wait a minute, why do we need them? And then I think Red Bull said, we don't need them. No. And I, because it's Red Bull that said, no, no, we're done. Yeah. And, it wasn't and necessarily I, Porsche. That's what I don't understand about the whole gig is that, I mean, since Red Bull, you know, switched away from the Honda engines and are using their own engines now, like, I don't, I don't quite understand the, the whole deal doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Like, what what is what was Porsche going to bring to it? Uh, what was what was Porsche going to bring to that relationship? Because they, I mean, Red Bull spent years developing their engine to switch away from Honda. Honda. I mean, I know that they still use Honda's uh, power unit, but not the engine. So what? What was the purpose of even trying to get that position with Porsche, unless it was a, a money deal, or I don't know. Uh, maybe it was, maybe it was a power unit. They were wanting to move away from Honda. I don't know. That doesn't make much sense why they would do that. It seems to be working pretty damn good as it is, but I don't know. Uh, I could. Be and we send it back to here. you, Carl, for feedback. Could be an idiot here, but I think power unit and engine are the same thing. Um, I think that uh, what what they have is they've like created it together and then pulled off the Honda name, and now it's a Red Bull engine in quotes. But it's it, it it I mean, it's just I think it's it, it's still a Honda. It's just not Honda that is dictating the technical sides of what the engine does. With that said, it still is. I mean, I get they, they're calling it a Red Bull engine, and I understand that because um, it's not something else that Honda uh, produces. And I, I do apologize for that, and you're probably right. Only reason I said that is because that's what Crofty said yesterday on the broadcast. So, oh well, that's, and I, that's the only reason. And dude, that. honestly, you know, I mean, the reason it's called a power unit now is because of the hybrid power age. Unit. Well, it's called it's called a power unit because it's the hybrid age, and there's two major different things running the engine there, or that that I guess are considered an engine together. Um, and so you're probably right in the sense that you know, together as a power unit, the battery stuff and the engine is is Red Bull alone. I I get that, but it doesn't matter. It's a stupid argument. The the point is, I don't even think it's an argument. I'm just trying to get clarification because you. You could absolutely be right, and I don't, I just don't know. I, I, I'm an idiot. I'm an F1 uh, just fan. Um, I'm not a uh, technical expert in the F1 field, as I should be. And you know what? And this is like a journey. This is a journey. Wait a <laughs> this, is, this is a journey so that, you know, the P1s out there of F1 – they can they can go along with us and say God, and hopefully they'll correct us and say God, these guys are idiots. And I can do this so much better. Let's inform them, and then they'll call <laughs> us, and we would actually have another friend. Maybe he could do this with us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but it's we're true. recording this. We're recording it. Well, just just pull back the curtain a little bit. So we're recording this on the uh, our the Discord. Um, main stage, so it's the F1P1s uh, on the Discord server, and we have our, and we ha also have a Twitter channel, which I believe, and I don't know, 
uh, Carl and I don't need to talk about this, but I believe that this might be the one that we, uh, the first one that we push out actually to the uh, to the public to to listen to. It's not great, you know. It's nobody's going to enjoy it. No, but that's we, okay. We probably wouldn't even enjoy it. No. Um, uh, if you've made it this far, it's it's really surprising. But it is. The, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> the point of it is, is that uh, you can uh, you can uh, join our our uh, Discord server, and we try to do these um, Sunday evenings uh, when we get the chance. If not, then we will uh, we'll do them on Monday. Monday mornings, afternoons, some, somewhere Sunday, Sunday evenings to Monday, somewhere around in there, and you're, you know, if you get on the main stage and and we can call you up and and if you have some HSOs on uh, or HF one Os, uh, we would be more than happy to bring you up on it and uh, hear what you have to say because God, listening to our yeah, inform us a little bit. That is yeah, the truth, right there. That's that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, and I think, honestly, I think that this is a good place to say this, is that, no, we're not F1 experts. We're just fans of F1. We love it. And there's not really a great place that we can, uh, that we relate to, like like the ticket, like we relate to a lot of stuff there. There's not a place for us to go and necessarily talk or hear or whatever that is somewhat regional. You know, if you'll look up on the podcast app or anything else, the majority of F1 uh, talk shows of some sort, whether it be podcast or whatever, are uh, number one. They're mostly European people because the sport is huge over there. And I think what's important is that uh, you know, yeah, we're in this learning phase. We don't know everything about F one, and we we do our best to like research and to watch other things and Twitter and Reddit and all these things and and and, and continue to learn. But what's important is that this sport is just really gaining big traction in the u.s and i think hudson and i both see a huge market i mean number one the american market for anything is always just dumps money into stuff not that the european market doesn't i'm not necessarily saying that but they dump a shit ton of money into the uh flares i'll tell you that Oh, I know that. Uh, but you know that here in America, it's just not that big. I mean, I, that's just the truth of it. I live up in the Panhandle, Texas. Keaton is over there. Keaton uh, Hutto, the same thing. You'll hear me call him both things. But he lives in DFW, and I mean, there's just not a lot of F1 fans. I mean, Austin is still fairly new to most people. Uh, you know, and there being a track right yeah. here, local that you can drive to, and and see a practice or a race or something you know i mean i think all of this stuff is relatively new at least to the southwest and southern u.s Uh, it's been so wrapped up in nascar what i think is important this is the last statement i'll make on this is that that nascar and andy although they may be a totally different ball game to us and maybe to you too and uh, not don't i don't really have much interest in that I do think that the overlap of motorsports fans uh, will fall into F1. Man, it's captivating. It is It is so much fun to watch these races and, and watch these tracks and, and stuff like that. And so I think it will totally take over the U.S. market, uh, yes. especially with three races, Las Vegas, Austin, and Miami next year. It's just continually getting bigger. And we somewhat want a perspective – from 
this region of the U.S. about F1. And so whether it be our dumbasses jumping in here or whether it be uh, be you, you know, that, that calls up on the main stage and informs us a little bit about your opinions, I think that we'll all learn a little bit here, even if we're talking about a power unit or an engine. And we're going to learn a little <laughs> bit and become F1 fans together because it's kind of at, I know it's been here forever. I know there's old, old F1 fans. But as far as the size that it's getting in the new market that it's attracting, I think that we're a part of that. And I think that it's uh, it's it, it'll be fun to talk about it. So, yeah, we'd love for you to call in and, and tell us your stuff, too. Man, it is an absolutely fantastic point. And, you know, I I would say, and it, because I feel bad, because, man, I wish that, like, this would have been a thing for me. Um, like, as, like, I'd, I, like, with my son, with, with Hagen, you know, he's, he's 13. Well, he became an F1 fan when I did. And his driver is uh, mine as well with with uh, Lewis Hamilton. And so, you know, he's had so he's had two years now of watching races, watching qualifyings, watching practices, whatever, knows the standings. And, and you know, that's at 13 years. Old. Well, hell, you and I, Carl, uh, we started at what, 30 in our 30s, in our early 30s, you know. And me inching towards the mid thirties, and now I'm past that. But that 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 wasn't the question. But uh, the uh, completely agree. And you know, the earlier, like when we were growing up, like if, if you were to say, "Hey, let's watch an F one race," and there was, I don't, I don't know where we would have watched it. I don't because the ESPN two deal. I, I just don't. I, I don't know where we would have watched it. It wasn't as mainstream as it is now. And what's strange about finding other F1 fans is that if you you get to a point to where you can ask somebody, you know, if you got a, a buddy or whatever, and you ask them, uh, hey, do you watch F1? And most of the time, you're going to get the answer of, no, nah, man, I, I, don't, I don't really watch that. And then you try to explain it to them, like, oh, well, you need to because it's it's incredible. Like, if you just watch, you watch, and this does not undersell, like, the <laughs> Drive to Survive series has absolutely exploded the popularity of F1 in the U.S. Um, but most folks, you know, you ask that a few times to a few people, and you hear, nah, nah, I'm not really into And so you quit asking until somebody brings it up and you're like, oh my God, you're an F1 fan too. And then you yeah. <laughs> instantly have that, that connection with them. But I do want to say, you know, uh, as far as the popularity of F1 in the U.S., I think one thing, and, I, and I, who knows when this will be, and, and it'll, it'll probably be years from now because there's, of the, there's only 20 folks in the seats. But I think that if there was a driver from the U.S. Um, actually in a in the seat, man, I think that would uh, that would also kickstart it too. And you know, you got Danny Rick from Australia, and you got Lewis and George and all that from the U.K. and and uh, you know, it's just it's hard to 
it's the cultural differences as far as from the U.S. to say, you know, to relate and understand uh, Max's accent because we're not used to hearing that on a daily basis. You know, it it's uh, it is it 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 would help in the in the popularity in the in the U.S. if we did have a U.S. driver and. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's similar to I think that if we had a, not I don't even really care to have one, but if we had a U.S. constructor, you know, I think that that would yeah. be equal, equally as big. You know, if you had one of the big automakers jump in here, uh, which, you know, I, I get why they don't. Um, there's, you know, it's for Mercedes and for Ferrari, it's their main channel of advertisement, and they're not going to get that necessarily right off the top. But I think that as it increases in America, I think we will see. At least an American driver, and I think uh, I think it will probably continue from there. I think you'll see American announcer. Uh, yeah, I think you'll see an American constructor. I think that it'll. Oh, we you can know. keep the announcers how they are. Uh, don't get rid of Crofty. <laughs> he's no, he's the best thing. No, but what's the? Uh, you know, it reminds me. I can't remember either of the names. Steve Kanash or whatever it is that does the political board. You know with the khakis what's his name dang i can't believe i forgot it anyways and then the the same thing there's the guy with the board on um yeah. the british guy yeah, on yeah. f1 and it cracks me up he does a great I mean, job I can see it. he does do a great job yeah absolutely but it's kind of the same job yeah <laughs> like pointing to this screen really forward is. backward like really uh, is but i i Which think I, the, the, the sport just could do Sorry, continue, because I just wanted to do a side note on that after you're done with that point. Oh, you're fine. I'm just, I was just going to say, I think that it, there's tons of room to grow here in America, and uh, and I think it will only do that. I think, yes, drive, survive. But uh, it's also, I think, that we've been indoctrinated into really shitty motorsports. Uh, NASCAR runs the show here. And, uh, and, man, if you've ever been to a NASCAR race, I mean, 60% of the people there – don't give a shit about the race. It's about this NASCAR party thing that they have going and political points or things like that. I don't know. It just seems more like a, a like a political sect that is hell bent on, you know, we're going to have racing this certain way and there's no other type of racing more than it is. Uh, I don't know. It's just a weird fan base. And I think that all of us being indoctrinated no as offense. kids, is, no dude, offense. this is what... No offense to no, any NASCAR fans. I mean, I man, I don't think there's a lot of offense taken. I think you could be a pretty, uh, you know, from the sticks kind of guy and go to a NASCAR and kind of be blown away at the hillbillies. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, well, I think it's a yeah, different we, level, even for those of us that grew up in the country. It kind of shocking. And well, I think my, to be my point, fair, go full circle here, is one night that in uh, an alley. And uh, at, uh, 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 full circle, though, is the fact that, you know, we've all been indoctrinated into this. This is what motorsports is in America. And I think it takes people a long time to not only admit, yeah, I'm a motorsports fan, but also to realize that there's a lot more motorsports than NASCAR and um, what American motorsports are. And I think that as people with Drive to Survive or whatever else continue to look at F1 in a different light outside of Motors, American motorsports, NASCAR, I think you'll have a lot more attraction to it because otherwise you're just not going to, because people like you and I would 
not we wouldn't have become motor you know f1 fans based on being nascar fans because there's this attitude in nascar that you know those i mean the honest truth is you can watch the kids movie cars and get an idea and that's just the truth of it just an idea of what it's like in america for motorsports is you got the little italian forklift guy you know that's like oh you're a race car driver what, what, who do you drive for you drive for ferrari or he's like oh no i'm on the sprint cup you know over nascar and the ferrari guy's like oh packs up all the stuff and runs away from them because that's what they're trying to portray in america is that f1 is this fancy you know privileged stupid thing and see how much money you can have and it's not man it's about pure racing and that's why you fall in love with it but yeah you got to get around that indoctrination that nascar or is all there is in motorsports you know yeah i understand running away from that yeah I, I completely agree with you and i um it, it i will say like the, as far as the the privilege side of it goes you know i can understand some of that as far as when you see uh like just today like i, I sent a and we can we can tweet this out but if uh, i sent it to you and it, and it showed uh just after the Italian GP, uh, Verstappen and was riding jet skis on his with his girlfriend's uh, wife or with his girlfriend's uh, kids in Monaco. You know, after the race, and on the yacht and everything. And so, you know, it, it is. It's definitely a different level. I mean, you know. Hamilton makes roughly around 40 mil a year, you know, and, and, and you wonder why they, they all live in Switzerland or Monaco. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, there is a, there is a privileged, but I, I, to, to that extent though, if you are literally one of the best 20 drivers in the world, sounds, uh, let me, let me rephrase that. If you're one of literally the best 19 drivers in the world, sans Latifi, uh, yeah, I mean, man, it's it's just like it do. It, has Dak Prescott ever been to Monaco? He's making more than that, and we don't we don't consider that as a like. Oh my God, it is just you know a fancy schmancy top deal, and I mean, he's he's making more than that. I mean. You can't. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Mahomes it's necessarily the drivers, man. I, I think it's the fans that that bring that. I think when people from America to, think yeah. F one, the closest thing they think of is Monaco because that's the biggest race. Yeah. And then you know, it's it's hear, the greatest oh, yeah, race and it's the also drivers, the shittiest race. Fifteen of the drivers also live in Monaco. I mean, I think that you know, would be you get your exposure incredible. of that. Yeah, what, jeez. But, you know, I mean, whatever. It has a long way to go in America, and I'm excited for it. I mean, I think that... I I think the American fan base will bring a ton of stuff that the European fan base absolutely hates. (laughs) Um, But... uh, But I think it will be... Yeah, it will, but they won't bring flares. I can tell you that. 
And this is coming from a guy that loves to shoot fireworks. I do. Yeah, absolutely. I, but I don't even know where to buy those damn things. Well, you just you also don't take fireworks to, like, let's say, a Cowboys game and then set them off in someone's face. And that's No, because you get your ass kicked. Yeah, you get your damn ass kicked. Wow. You paid that's you paid three hundred dollars for this ticket and one hundred and fifty dollars for parking, and then I don't even get to see kickoff because you've got a blue flare going in my face. Somebody's getting their blue. ass kicked. Well, or silver. I mean, I mean orange. Well, I, know, I thought we were talking about the Cowboys. Oh, games. if they were, I get you. I get you. No, they they had red flares this weekend. You saw that. Which was Ferrari better, fans? Which was better? <laughs> Which was a little better? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, uh, this uh, this uh, podcast here is brought to you by um, no sponsors yet, uh, because we don't even have any listeners yet. So why would somebody sponsor that uh, unless they're trying to sell me or Hutto something? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I think we go ahead and uh, wrap this one up. You know, this is kind of a boring race, and there wasn't a ton to talk about for the actual race. We can, um, and so we we got a little off topic. Started talking more about uh, American F one, which is a different. It's going to be different. It's just going to be a little bit different, and um, I would like to be a part of it. Uh, with this podcast and maybe this is the start of it right here who knows maybe who not knows? <laughs> but doubt it but maybe but we have uh we have another race coming up actually it's it's the end of the season here and so uh it's it's kind of starting to all weather down to a close uh and we already got a winner uh, Max Verstappen pretty much gonna win this it's not even pretty much he is gonna win this for sure he could die tomorrow and he'll still be the winner not that we're um, hoping for that because we no 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 we, we we like him but we got uh we got the asian asian continent tours coming up here with uh, singapore and japan no uh, disrespect Sing singapore it's a continent there's no nothing sounds disrespectful there and then we have the uh north american usa and mexico and then we go down to Brazil and end it with Abu Dhabi. So only six races left. Kind of sad. But yeah. I will say I love Singapore. To me, Singapore is the Asian Monaco. Um, you know, you have the European Monaco is Monaco. <laughs> and uh, the Asian Monaco is Singapore, man, because I just love that circuit. Um it's tight. It just reminds me a lot of Monaco in general. So coming up next race is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, we might even do a little pre-race show just because we got a little stretch in between. We got a, an extra week here in between the, the races and, um, and, uh, you know, and Stomping that footprint, that carbon footprint, real big, all the way across the world, headed to Singapore, <laughs> Japan. So, Carl, oh God, that was a little peaky. I felt like that was a little peaky. I'm sorry. Peaky uh, blinders. Yeah, uh, Carl, um, marginal podcast. Uh, I wouldn't say great, uh, especially on my part. I wouldn't say great. 
Um, I'd say good. I'd say fair. I'd say fair. And you know what? We re-racked this thing, and uh, we wait for Singapore. And um, you know what? We try it again next week. And we'll try again next week. And we love you. And uh, we'll be we really do. We appreciate, we appreciate you. you. We really do. Well, and, and of course we do, but we don't. And we'll be back uh, next week. For Maybe. a little more F1P1. See you next week. Maybe. Maybe. Welcome to F1P. I'm just kidding. Um, I wish that I could nail the way that Crofty introduces tracks. That's what I'm trying to do. Dude. <laughs> hey.